0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear with coaches Skip Hill and Andrew Barry. I'm Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com, user code THINK. We're brought to you by supplementsource.ca for those of you in Canada. And we're brought to you by Strom Sports Nutrition for those of you in the UK. Of course, we're also brought to you by you guys at Patreon. Thank you much. We're just going to jump into a few Q&A questions today, but before we did that um andrew so you you missed the last couple episodes but while you were away skip and i uh shared with the audience our plans we're doing some we're doing fitness we're doing exercise yeah, we hired somebody
1: else to replace oh 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 i'm not supposed to say that yet <laughs> we're, totally we're doing fitness
0: talk. we're doing fitness skip got back on trt he's exercising I shifted gears because since I had gotten sick a couple of years ago, I've just tried to focus on getting my strength back, which unfortunately hadn't worked the way I wanted to yet. So I shifted gears and I was like, you know what, why don't I just get in shape, get my cardio as good as I can, try to get as healthy as I can. And so that's been my goal. And I wanted to ask Skip what his update was. What's been going on for the last few weeks since we started doing
1: this? Yeah, it's been about two and a half weeks. I'm, I've been... Back in the gym, two and a half weeks. I'm only trained three times a week, which is actually pretty cool because my recovery is shit. Of course, I'm weaker than like a um, nine-year-old, and not just a nine-year-old, but like a nine-year-old transgender nine-year-old. Well, that that could be like trouble, really high test. It's going to give me in trouble. <laughs> you know? Boy, to girl or girl to boy? Yeah, yeah I, I don't. I don't think it matters. I'm going to get in is the same amount of trouble no matter which. Oh, way it's it goes. in
2: the details. It's in the details. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, but I have, I have lost a little way. Here's the thing I will recomp. I don't know how you, how it works for you, Scott, but I'll recomp like the cool thing is, is I'll lose it real fast and look like shit. Uh, and if you ever want to see, if anybody wants to see really how fat I can get, how fast. Uh, just watch the Table Talk podcast because I look horrible. I, at first, it was funny because I'm like, "Oh, that lighting, Dave, the lighting." I'm like, "Yeah, it's not the lighting; it's just me."
0: Because you went down, you went up to Elite FTS and, in, uh, in yeah. yeah, went there. I don't know if everybody knew that. That's a cool I setup. The videos on Instagram in the last few days. I have too. Yeah.
1: yeah. The reels and stuff, yeah. It's a cool setup. Uh, yeah, They've was, got that desk cool. right
0: in the
2: middle of the gym and the big yep. chairs yeah.
0: and all that. That's cool. I like that.
2: You like it's literally pretty, can uh... see someone like puking after a squat yeah. over like the corner of the person <laughs> yeah. being interviewed. Like they don't stop what you're doing in there. Like you did yeah. the interview and yeah. people might be throwing up and throwing shit against the wall and training balls yeah. out over there. Yeah. they don't stop for nothing.
1: And no one was training when when we were doing the podcast, so it was very surreal. It was um very I told you guys this, I think off off air, but very um very eerie. It was eerily quiet in there. And you know mm-hmm. who's been through there and who's trained there and the insane amount of weight that's in and noise and stuff and it's just so quiet it's creepy it's it's cool mm-hmm, but yeah. i referred to it as hallowed ground because and i it was funny because at first i was thinking i'm so disappointed that i can't train yeah. but then the more i thought about it i'm like no it's a good thing i couldn't train because <laughs> really well i'm not gonna impress anybody in yeah. that gym with my training but it would have been nice to get some training footage there yeah um but you know here's the thing and and <clears throat> you know i gotta be careful how i say this because obviously i mean you know I, mean no disrespect this is i'm was very flattered to be able to be there and i knew where i was and i was on the low end of the totem pole but it's not bodybuilding friendly it's just intensity and environment and the the vibe and everything is just so trained like a fucking animal but it's not it's not like a like a really super well equipped bodybuilding gym. It's a powerlifting yeah. legend, uh, you know, badass fucking place. I laughed to some I'm like, where else are you going to see what six, five or six monolifts, right, in the mm-hmm. same gym, just one lined up after the other. And like every bar they've cool. ever
0: made, like 500 different yes. specialty bars going down the wall. Like it was crazy. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I didn't touch anything because I'm like, I'm not touching a dumbbell. I'm not because I'm not training. You know, and Sheena showed me around and stuff, but it was, it, it was pretty cool. I had a lot of fun with it. I hung out, you know, for quite a while afterwards. And yeah. uh, shit, I was there for probably 10, 10 hours that day. It was pretty cool. It is cool. But I went off on a tangent. Point is, is my progress is doing well. I recomp very quickly. I lose it fast. I will get it back fast. <clears throat> You'll tell when I'm getting leaner too because um, in, Anybody who watches might have noticed, but when I'm super fat, this eye turns into like an almond. It's like one-third the size of the other one. And all my kids have it, too. It's kind of funny, so I'm waiting to see if any of the grandkids have it. But then as I get leaner, it's like it opens up or something, and I look like I have two eyes that are the same size. But I am getting leaner. It's been a couple of weeks, and uh, you know I'm dealing with things that any everybody deals with. Uh, digestion is still getting more efficient so I'm constantly full all the time even though I'm eating you know super clean so people might wonder they're like oh you know you're probably skip loading right away no because I'm not hungry I'm not depleted and my digestion is just not optimized yet so I did uh last week because it'd been two weeks I did get a Pura vita wrap okay uh, which is where I get all this meat and shit but I mean, it's a wrap. It's a very healthy. And that was like my one meal. So I don't even count that. It's not like it was, you know, a burger or anything like that. I'm a long way from burgers and things. And people might be surprised. They're like, oh, you say you got clients who, you know, two weeks into their, you know, diets and stuff. they're pre- it, Everybody's different. Sure you might. And I need to get hungry first. And then yeah. I start Then when I get hungry or as I get more hungry, I get more depleted. As I get more depleted, then I respond better in need to load and then from there i can start building the the loads back up but i'm just excited to be back i that's cool i that was a tough one that was a tough tough time
0: i'm glad that you're back too man And, and and you know what too it reflects because it's funny we've done this show for like seven years now Five, six, seven years, and I've seen. You know, the thing is with bodybuilding is that we're never always at the top of our game. And each one mm-hmm. of us have been in positions where it's like we're on, and mm-hmm. and at different points we're not on. You know, we have different <laughs> shit going on. Andrew's like renovating his house down in Florida that he's moving. He's got all this stuff going on. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I got sick a couple of years ago, and I've struggled since. But you know what? Though it's like if you just kind of keep it as part of your life you still get it back together. The key is not like letting it go completely. I feel good, man. I feel good because I've, you know what it's like when you can't do what you want to do and, and it, how frustrating that is. And, and I think eventually like, if you just keep hitting your head against the wall, you give up on stuff. And if mm-hmm. I, I really couldn't achieve the same level of strength that I wanted to have previously, it's just not in the cards for me right now. And I realized that what I can do, though, is there's a lot, you know, I guess the question is, is like, what can you do? And so in this process, I hadn't really worried about gaining body fat. I just worried about, man, I don't want to lose the muscle. I don't want to lose the muscle. Guess what happened? I couldn't train the way I was and the muscles going away, especially considering I haven't been on cycle. So I Mm -hmm. upped the cardio. I'm doing at least 30 minutes a day. Plus, I do an hour walk with the wife, with the dogs at night. And that's that's a minimum. Sometimes I'll do like a double cardio if I feel like it. And uh, mm-hmm. you know I'm training I'm training not on a set schedule, but when I feel good. So it'll end up being on you know every other day. Every sometimes it'll be I'll take two days off, something like that. But it's mm-hmm. it's nice and and I'm I'm seeing the changes. I'm feeling it. I've uh, I started a week before Thanksgiving, so I had a meal on Thanksgiving, took a little leftovers home, and then uh, got back on track. I By that point, I had lost, I think, like four or five pounds. I lost another four or five pounds after that. And now into this week, it's Wednesday. As of this morning or yesterday morning, I was down another two. So I'm going to be close down. to. I'm on schedule to lose another five pounds this week. All I've done is, yeah, I'm like, I'm not, here's the thing. I'm pulling hard. get it started because I know for myself if I go light and I take it easy and I just like remove a rice cake you know it's like nothing's (laughs) gonna happen so I I dramatically lowered the fats I dramatically pulled the carbs and I'm just basically using how many of her carbs I need to be able to function is what it comes down to mm-hmm. over time. I know that that's going to change, you know, but, and then I've been doing like one kind of cheat meal per week. Like on our date day, I did the Thanksgiving one mm-hmm. and then we had one for, uh, for our date day. We went to whole foods and we got like the whole foods hot bar and I got like a few yes. different meats and like a couple different carbs, you know? And then, uh, and the next day I was even lower. So, you know, it is what it's good. It's good. It feels good. It feels nice to like, it feels yeah. nice to Motivated. feel like you're, yes, to feel like you're moving forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: that's my update. Yeah. For me, it's a structure thing too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're, you know, when I'm not eating what I'm supposed to eat and I'm not prepping and I'm not tanning and I'm not on a structured schedule, that is that is more foreign to me than, than not being in shape. So it's a reminder all day that I'm just not me. And, you know, we've had these talks off you know the podcast where i'd like to say that bodybuilding isn't who i am and everything but when i'm not doing it i'm not me i've done it so long and it's not even again it's not about being ripped or fat i don't like to be fat i don't like to be out of shape but that's because i've done this shit since i was 14 years old for almost 40 years i mean it's a big big part of my life so i would to deny that I've really kind of come to the to the position that I have to accept that it is a big part it's very therapeutic for me it has a lot of I'm I'm me and I'm in my my thing in my skip box or whatever you want to call it when at, when I'm training and when things are are structured I just I feel and it's a security it's a it's I mean, I don't want to sound cliche or even cheesy about it, but it's the safety of the security of of routine and and that sort of thing. And I function better and I'm just a better person. I mean I'm a much better person to be around when I'm you know, me. Andrew sent us a video.
0: Andrew, can I play your video from the other day? Uh I sent you? your, oh, your your yeah, main sure. stuff you're doing. So this yeah. is Andrew's yeah. workout right here.
2: <laughs> yeah, <that was> <laughs> this is you notice i have all the protective out. gear on properly you did you actually. notice that i had work boots on <laughs> pants yeah. nah, I, I was literally wearing fucking loafers shorts i did uh i did buy some glasses because the guy was like yeah some of those pieces of concrete you can shoot up that can blind you so, oh yeah yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but yeah but your toes they're out. fine yeah it was spitting little rocks at my calves and stuff but it really wasn't that bit like it didn't hurt or anything it was and i don't have any i didn't yeah I wasn't bleeding or anything good i'll tell you what though i i kept on cutting myself pulling up uh wood planks from the rest of that floor and in, in, in the flooring oh, in a different room yeah, yeah. like like if I, you're not gonna be able to see it, but my fingers like are just sliced up everywhere just from little wood shards and splinters getting in there i could have worn gloves but i yeah that's that, that that's was a couple rooms pile. of flooring yeah. Yeah, a lot of wood. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we have some.
0: (laughs) Sorry. We have a few listener questions. We're going to keep this one short, (laughs) uh, but I wanted to make sure we got something out to you. I'll throw this one up from Brandon over at Patreon. By the way, if you guys want to help support the programming, I appreciate everybody who's helping out with Patreon. That's definitely a direct way to help. Um, He says, what's the upper limit? Of How much protein you can eat in one meal and actually make use of it in a growth phase and pushing food hard while on a budget. I'm currently eating a large tub of cottage cheese each day gives me around 1500 calories. And 146 grams of protein. Sometimes I make that one full meal, and other times I split it into two meals. Just wondering if the time I eat it all at once is potentially a waste. Thanks, guys. And he says he has no issues with his digestion, at least at this point. We'll see how that lasts. He eats the whole thing at one time? Yeah. Yeah. He wants to grow. Right. He wants to grow. That's what that means. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah but No,
1: I'm not knocking that. All
0: cottage cheese, though. That, a lot of cottage cheese. That's, that's and, heavy. And that's he's heavy. on a budget. Yeah. And I can relate to that. I know I've done that, like, you know, three, can, three four cans of tuna in a day just because mm-hmm. it worked, you know? Yeah.
1: Let yeah. me ask you guys this. Do you really think that that much cottage cheese would not slow his digestion? Because I will go on record Morning. and say it has, I mean, he may not feel percent. like it is. Yeah. It, okay. All right. Good. Cause Agreed. I'm like, and he also uh,
2: might be just so has. motivated that he's ignoring the digestive sure. mm-hmm. issues that it could possibly be because, because we've all been there. I mean, I remember, you know, Dante wanted me to eat like, uh, like eight ounces of protein and then have my carbs after that and then have, um, a protein shake afterwards, you know, so it'd be 120 grams of protein for some of those meals. Could I do that right now? No. Like my digestion would just <laughs> stop working yeah. back then. Yeah, I had issues, but I talked myself into it that this is what I needed to do to put on this 40 or whatever pounds I was trying to put on. So, yeah. yeah. Hmm.
0: That makes sense, though. It seems like what if he were to have other foods and then split the cottage cheese up, you know, through several meals?
2: that's how I first read it as like I was eating one of these tubs of cottage cheese a day because I actually used to do that yeah. where I'd take a big, you know, like a serving of it and add it to my chicken. I'd actually eat it on the chicken when, and it tasted kind of good. Yeah. Um, or have it with like a steak or have it as, you know, put some cut up some fruit and put it on there and have it as a dessert after your, your you know, meat and potatoes type stuff. But yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't eat a whole 150 grams of protein from, That's a lot. from curds of, of cheese. Yeah, that ain't happening. Yeah. Uh, and what I don't if it's think
1: working that, for him? You know, the, quality of the, protein, the quality of the protein is good. I mean, I'm not knocking it. I just, it would, it, I used to explain this on intense muscles that dairy just gums up. It's like when you, mm-hmm. when you, when you eat it and it makes all that film all over your mouth, it does the same shit to your guts. It just makes mm-hmm. it a very, a much less efficient process, I think, for, and, and think about it. If you've got slime covering your, Intestinal Mm -hmm. walls. I mean, that's where the nutrients are trying to get through. So they got to dig through all that shit. (laughs) That's just kind of you know what it is, but uh, The other question that he asked was like if that was too much, you know I don't think taking in and I actually do this with my clients. I do it with myself. I have for a long time I always increase Protein and carbs post-workout, especially if they're in liquid form because you're kind of in sponge mode at that time versus the other meals of the day. So if you're going to increase, like here's an example of just kind of a black and white thing. It doesn't always go like this, but it's a good rule of, like rule that I sometimes use. Let's say someone has taken in 60 grams of protein per meal post-workout and increase that by 50%, so they would go to like 90. Now, it doesn't mean that it can't go higher, but I'm just saying kind of as a rule, that's typically where I go. And some people will ask me, like, well, gosh, you know, that's a lot of protein in one meal. And my response is just very simply that you're in sponge mode at that time. So yes, you need carbs, uh, you know, post workout, but you also need uh, you know, more protein as well, too. So now I wouldn't make that into a steak and I certainly wouldn't use a tub of and I'm not knocking the guy for you know who asked the question, don't get me wrong. But sure. Because that's such a slower protein. I, I certainly wouldn't, you know, have somebody taking just strictly, you know, like a cottage cheese or, or some type of slow protein at that point. I also don't think that it needs to be whey. You know, I'm a blend guy because the team skip protein. And the other thing too is what I've started doing in the last couple of years is I used to keep fat very, very, about as minimal as you can get it post workout. But as those numbers start to go up for people who are really trying to push calories, I'll start adding in a small amount of fat to all those post-workout. Because, and you guys probably know this, but the listeners may not. You can find your ass hypo after a post-workout meal, especially oh, if yeah. it's in liquid form. It's very, very fast digestion, oh. and you won't be able to figure out why because you've got a ton of calories and you've got a ton of carbs like uh, this only happens when i diet no it doesn't what's, what's the biggest offender what go?
2: food's the biggest offender that you've noticed with the uh, hypo uh, post-workout oh if you did a uh, weight well, yeah, protein shake
1: yeah weight protein shake and then um rice cereal boom uh yes
2: absolutely you could do 150 grams of it and an hour later you you're huge 67 spike.
1: yeah and
0: then
2: it's, yes okay yes. you're yes. saying to, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Massive transient hypoglycemia with it. Actually, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: I'd have to add yeah, no, sort of no fat, fat to no that. No fiber.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Yep, exactly.
1: It's a bullet from a gun. All
0: right. Yep. Well, this is an interesting one. Um, so another Patreon guy. He's been using 100 milligrams of test every five days. And his test level is coming back uh, at 1,085. But his estrogen is still uh, on the low side. 18.5 uh, and he said he'd like to have it a little higher like 35 40 um, for the health effects would spacing the injections out more raise his estrogen um, or should i do smaller shots more often what would you recommend to optimize my health also he's not taking any SARMs or AIs or any other compounds he's just with this is the way his body's processing it. estrogen is on the lower end.
2: I'm more impressed that he got his testosterone over one thousand on, basically it works out to what like one hundred and ten milligrams of testosterone per week right hundred yeah. milligrams every five no, days be
1: more than- more, I'm this is off the top of my head, but I'm thinking more like one hundred forty, one hundred fifty. Am I doing the math wrong? Mm. Every said, five every days, five, right? Every
2: five every days, he's doing five days.
1: grams. Yeah, about one hundred forty, right? Every ten remember?
2: days, he's doing two. Right, so one hundred forty milligrams. That's still, you know. Yeah. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen someone take yeah. one hundred forty milligrams good. of TRT a week? When did and he get test? over a thousand?
0: When did he test? Like, how did he soon? test the day after? Or yeah. Did he test? Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. That that well, yeah, but even then, still. He's still a good, he's still a good processor of testosterone, even if he tested himself, you know, the day after, right? Um, But then his estrogen was in the, what do you you say? 18.5. 18, yeah. And that is kind of low, you know? There are those people,
0: there are those people, so. Yeah,
2: so you're wondering, should he space his testosterone daily, maybe, or every other day?
0: I think when we do that, we've seen it go even lower, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I think he's asking if he should do it less frequently, like once a week to try to get a little bit more of a bolus to be able to have a little bit more estrogen kickback. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, here's the thing when it comes down to, and correct me if I'm wrong or you guys feel differently about this. It's a tough situation. I've had a couple of them recently, which is odd because I can't remember the last time I did, but I had a couple. I have a couple of clients right now who are experiencing this and it's kind of bizarre because bringing estrogen up is nowhere near i I literally was looking at going i don't know if this blood work you know let's do this blood work again to make sure that nothing is off that you know maybe there's some type of issue because if you're at that level of roughly a thousand i think is what it was right and then your estrogen you know remember when we were at swiss scott Something that stuck with me was what, I think it was Dr. Serrano. It may have been Stan Efferding. Uh, And in fact, maybe they both did. Uh, The number ratio that stuck in my head was 20 to one for estrogen to um, testosterone. And we were talking about it at Swiss, how it's cool to see that as an industry, we're starting to look at not keeping estrogen really, really low. Mm. Because at 20 to one, if you have a 1,200 and... I think this math is right. If you have a 1,200, um, you know, testosterone level, then you could get by then at, what is that? Um, 60, 60, an estrogen of 60 as an average. I like that. A lot of people freak out and they're like, oh shit, I don't know. That's too high. But I think that, and, and this is what I think they're driving home when they're talking about this 21 ratio. It's not necessarily a number. It's a ratio because if you're on you know, if you have a blood level of say four thousand, I'm using an arbitrary number, and you have an estrogen that's fifty, or you have an es- a test level that's a thousand, and you have an estrogen of fifty, I think those two things are completely different because the ratios are different. Yeah. So y- you see what I'm saying? So. I don't have as much of an issue with the estrogen running higher. And I've been doing this with clients. And you know the biggest part, the hardest part about the whole thing is getting them away from feeling like they're having estrogen sides and because they anticipate that they're going to. Yeah. So getting them away from that. And then they start to realize, maybe I don't have these sides. Maybe I am reading into these. And they become more comfortable with those levels and they do better. Uh, not only from a growth standpoint, but in, in the simple things like you know joints and sex drive and everything else, uh, but also getting leaner. Hmm. Now I don't mm-hmm. know if there's a magic number. I'm getting off on a tangent here, and I, I apologize for that. Um, but coming, so coming back to the regular, the original point, I struggle when the estrogen is that low because the last thing I want to do, look. I don't want to add estrogen. <laughs> I just think there's something wrong with well, that.
2: Yeah. I, Let me bring up one other well thing that I don't think either of you guys would have thought of that, uh, and, and not because on education or anything. I didn't realize this until dumb. a few weeks ago. What's that? Yeah. yeah. It, we're no, no, but some <laughs> of these companies, depending on the lab site and, and the company doing it, dilute the samples and they don't do them, they don't reverse the math when they present the results really? for instance yes and I was I was like to the person who taught me this who was a blood works expert and a um she she runs a HRT clinic and I I work with um Jason Theobald's HRT clinic um okay. advanced vitality okay yeah. and it, you guys might know him as scooby prep or uh yes yeah. yeah, great pre- guy
0: great guy knowledgeable great guy too.
2: very knowledgeable very educated he didn't even know this either Okay, so one of his staff members who's like his head, uh, she's not a nurse. she's, She's something in the medical field. Actually, I got her email right here. But she is the lead nurse practitioner. So she's able to write scripts. She's able to do all the same stuff doctors do. She works with a lot of my clients, and we interface a lot on this stuff. She taught me that... Uh, cause I was looking at someone's labs uh, a female progesterone to estrogen, and it looked like their ratio was like way, way, way off when really it was just a little bit off because this lab cord that does the sampling, they dilute the sample uh, by three, and but they don't present the results as such. they And they don't even make notes of it on their labs, which gets me thinking that how many labs have I misinterpreted? but the, yeah. you know when i'm when I'm talking, especially with females, but on top of that, Why don't they publish something or why isn't there some little, you know, asterisk next to the labs? So then you look down and says, need to multiply sample times, times three. Or whatever that value is, okay? So she's actually uh, directed me to this course that she took uh, that taught her all this stuff called the BHRT Workshop through the Academy of Preventative and Innovative Medicine. And it's, you know, it's not a cheap course. It's 1600 bucks. But I think I'm going to take it because I read, so you know, we all read so, many, so much lab work. I want to know are there things that I'm missing because of these dilutions that some labs do. Um, so I just thought I would throw that in there. Maybe there's an instance of this, and could, and also what she's teaching me is there, there's so much lab error, so much lab error with the results that we see. Well, for instance, whenever you get someone back with like their, let's say their their CRP, their hsCRP is like through the roof, and you're like, holy shit, I'm I'm a little worried right now. Stop training, stop this, stop you know, let's give it like ten days and let's have you recheck again. And they recheck yeah. again, and it's like below normal. Okay, yeah. like it's like so- almost zero. I Dave Crossland, since he's starting
0: his own, he's getting his own lab testing facility now. And I asked Mm -hmm. him, I was like, "Well, what's the benefit of that?" And he said that because before he would outsource it, someone somebody else is doing all the actual lab work on you know Mm -hmm. all the all the analyzing. And uh, he said that they would have to constantly fight with them because they get these things back. And he'd look at things and he'd be like, I'm not sure about this particular number. Can Mm -hmm. you guys run it again? And that the other companies would give them like they'd fight back and be like, no, we're confident. Yeah, they'll push back. No, we're confident in how we do this, all that. But if he has his own company, the benefit is gonna be that no, it's his quality company if they're just gonna run it again, run it again. You yep. know, so
2: quality that, control. That makes
0: sense. I have seen a lot of yeah. weird variations. Victoria's pointed that out too. Just things you don't expect and you're right, man. You retest ten days mm-hmm. later and it's like, oh no, it was fine,
2: right? Yeah. And you're like, What well, that would I, I got you worried not- about nothing. I'm sorry. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. yeah.
1: If it was not eighteen, Oh, I mean, it, red is eighteen. But if it happened to be off three times, it would be a fifty-four. And if he came to me, I'd be I'm like, ah, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, exactly.
2: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, then it would almost be in that point. ratio that we're talking about. Maybe yeah. we're testing again yeah. then. Mm-hmm. That's my point.
0: Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. we're testing yeah. again before he like messed everything up by changing it because that's a in, that's the same exact scenario. Level yeah
2: in the same exact scenario that he tested in terms of timing of injection, like I would test that, and then I would also test it again like three days later.
1: yeah, and I'd also be asking this guy who asked the question who had the eighteen, you know allegedly for estrogen, you know is your what are the symptoms? What do you feel like? you know are you achy? are is your sex drive in the toilet uh, probably all of a sudden uh, noticeably mm-hmm. different? Uh, there's a lot of symptoms there that if you don't have any of them,
2: than much do about nothing. <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah, you I'd know. rather go on Leave the symptoms alone. than the blood work. I mean, I hate to say in a situation here. like this. Yeah.
2: Yep. yep. Here, how this, about this yeah, as a,
0: a follow up or connected question? John asked us: Is sustenon at 200 milligrams a TRT dose or more of a cycle? And I say that because this other guy was just taking like 140, and he was already at the upper end. So I think for the other guy, it would be technically a cycle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Usually, though, for most people, two hundred milligrams will put you—the vast majority of people, I think—at uh, that eleven hundred mark in the one thousand yeah. to eleven hundred mark. Sometimes it can push you over. You know, another thing that—well, I don't want to get into that because I guess that's a little bit. of a, <laughs> But it, it, but total testosterone. I just want to say this. I guess we talk about total testosterone all the time, but because we're talking about total testosterone, I don't want the listeners and the viewers to get, that is not more important than your free testosterone. Sure. Because you can have a thousand, yeah, you can have a high total test and a low free testosterone with higher SHBG. And you'd be better off with a lower total test and higher free testosterone with lower SHBG because it'll, it'll take you a lot further. So even though we're talking about total test, that is not the... Really, the number that truly matters. Watch the free test. And if you don't know what the free test is, sometimes you just get total tests and you get SHBG. If you have good, well, I mean, we know this, but a lot of people don't know this. If you have low SHBG, then your free testosterone, even if you don't know what it is, is almost certainly good. And if you don't know what your SHBG is, but your free testosterone is good, your SHBG is low. You don't need to know. So sometimes you Mm -hmm. don't need you really don't need both SHBG to have a number on blood work and free testosterone. You can deduce that what the what one is based on the number from the other.
2: All right. And that's okay. an extra 19 bucks. Why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then you don't
0: have to guess. No. <laughs> How about this one? Um, chiropractor,
2: is it overrated or
0: underrated? To add a little context. This is a client of mine. I was dealing with a bit of low back pain, nothing major. Scott showed me a stretch that helped me out tremendously, and it's barely there. However, I've been stuck in this damn forklift at work for like 11, 12 hours and it doesn't feel great. Should I see a chiropractor for the hell of it? The pain isn't much and it's not stopping me from training uh, or restricting me from doing anything. My copay is only 20 bucks, so I was thinking, why not? I'm going
1: to say do it. Yeah. I I do think, and this is because I have a long history of chronic lower back issues, though I have been uh, injury-free for the last seven years. I did have when we were at Swiss, and I still do. I'm working oh, yeah. out of my lower back pain now, but it's SI because I gained 40 fucking pounds and didn't train, and I, and I gained it very, very quickly, and I wasn't training. So that's more due to tightness, and I think what people need to understand is this is how I explain it anyway. Chiropractic and a spinal adjustment or hip adjustment will set everything. It's almost like it sets everything straight. It aligns it. But within minutes of having that alignment, tight muscles on one side will start to pull against that alignment again. So a chiropractic adjustment, in my opinion, based on my history and what I had, it worked very well, but it was a bandaid on a, on a, open wound. If you want to fix the core issue, you need to make sure that one side isn't pulling against the other or pulling you out of alignment. And to do that, that's the stretching component with your hip flexors and your psoas and everything in there so that one isn't pulling or dominant over the other side. And that will allow you. I haven't had a chiropractic adjustment since I've been in Florida, and I haven't had to. Because I have been stretching religiously. And the only times that I have, um, when I started to not have back problems anymore, I would do what most people do. I'd be like, I fucking hate stretching. I'm not doing it. And within three weeks, I fucked my back up again. So now I know, I, just speaking for me, I cannot not stretch. I have to stretch. And as long as I do that, I'm golden. I have not, had a back injury since I have been stretching consistently. So I would tell the person asking the question, stretching is king because then you aren't fighting. You don't have tightness that's fighting the alignment. But a chiropractic adjustment, especially now, is it probably would be beneficial. If it's only $20 for a copay, jump on it because most, I won't say most, some insurance they won't even cover a copay for chiropractic so if you've got it use it and if you, one more thing if you have a little bit of pain and you might not think it's a big deal a little bit of pain typically will lead to more pain and then you're going to kick yourself in the ass for not, not taking care of it when it was minor
0: all right kind of related um one from james he asked and, us uh,
1: what let's get it was weird it fro everything froze
2: oh Um, yeah for us on my end too for a second
1: body tempering
2: and
0: myofascial release so kind of worth or related Uh, is it worth the cost and pain I've seen videos of Dusty getting uh, it body tempering done
1: this one isn't really. I, I think really this can go the category of all done.
2: of all therapy modalities, right? I mean, I I think all of them. There's a reason why they're done. Is this specifically needed for what this person for this person's needs? Right. I don't know. They need to give us some more information. But and I I'm a, I'm a believer mm. of. Even if something scientifically doesn't work, if it works for you and you feel better, you have better work output, mm-hmm. uh, your body's in better alignment. Then absolutely, you know. And I've worked with some great people over the years. You know, I have a really good physical therapy th- physical therapist myself, a really good chiropractor. Uh, we do the cryo. Uh, oh, Matt Christman down in uh, Florida. He's worked on me before. If you is guys you haven't us, gone to I see know. him yeah, down yeah. at Oh shit, there he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he would be the guy to ask. And honestly, maybe we should do a therapy episode sometime and have him oh, on because that would be he's cool. one of the more extremely knowledgeable guys in this field, um, and can comment on a lot of different modalities, things that even maybe he doesn't do, but has huh. some some insight on. So
0: that would be cool. I'd love that. That'd be cool to do. I can tell you what. I'll set it up as far as like things that are really painful. I think the, the mo- more painful things I've done have been like FST, fascio stretch technique, and when I had like this just major, major inflammation, or just like, it it was tendonitis in, in my shoulder, and it was from being at work and moving my arm like this, and then also training, you know, and over time it got so bad. I remember like 2012 or 13 for a contest prep, the last eight weeks I couldn't do any pressing movements for my chest all i could do was like a fly movement a pec deck movement and it just sucked it sucked and then after that it got to the point where like there were certain machines that i could press on you know and i had to be so careful and traveling sucked because it's like well can i train chest at this gym or not you know you're limited by what machines they have so i go to see becky wilson she's here in michigan she has her own place in plymouth and um I could connect anybody who's local that want to want to go out and see her. I go out and I see her and uh literally the next day I pressed the ninety-pound dumbbells for like 10, 12 reps. I hadn't pressed the I hadn't pressed dumbbells period in a long time. Because I'd pick up the 20s and feel it out and I'd be like, oh shit. Yeah, no, 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 mm. this is messing it up. Go to a Smith machine, just to the bar, and I'd be like, ooh, that's burning. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to train chest now after this. Literally the next day I was like, I'll test it out. I get the twenty fives out, I try it. This is after years. That was all right. The thirty fives, still good. Fifty fives, before you know it, I ended at the nineties and man, I had a great workout that day. And I've been able to maintain that since. There's a lot of other stuff to it, like but part of it has been taking care of it, you know, after that and still but Mm. but it fixed it literally in one visit, which was insane. So I feel like FST and art things like that those things are game changers in my opinion so what about somebody who had like a nerve issue um nicole janvo she says uh bringing up a legging body part my left arm is struggling to bring up compared to my right uh, biceps triceps and delts had surgery years ago from an impingement due to a car accident. I have full range, no issues anymore. Um, I've always started with left side when doing arms. Something uh, Sometimes throw in a few extra reps, uh, but the connection just isn't the same. Any advice?
1: Man, when it gets into the yeah, mirror, something I just... Go ahead. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a tough one because this is where, you know, I don't, I'm always careful if I don't know something and I, when it gets into nerves and that sort of thing, if she's not feeling it, I don't know what personally, what to tell her to make it so that she can feel. And then it gets into training one side a little bit more than the other. But if it's a nerve issue, is that really going to help? Well, I, ugh, I don't know. Can I say I this? Know. Can
2: we, We'll question and save it, and let's get Matt on, and let's get um, his yeah, expert Yeah,
0: I like opinion that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, makes sense. That, for like.
2: let's, let's go through a lot of these training issue, injury issue questions, and um, let's bring him on for some rapid fire on that. I think that would be, um, I mean, we all have our experiences with stuff like that. Do we actually know exactly what the modality would be for her in this case? No. Yeah, so right. You know?
0: All right. How about this one then? We're going to wrap this thing up pretty soon. Uh, Rory says, uh, to be able to maintain acceptable blood work on cycle, what would ancillary support would you recommend? My blood work on the tail end of my latest prep was pretty decent and actually improved as my body was put under more stress. But I'd like to know
2: your thoughts on the essentials. Well first this his body improved. His blood work improved, not because he was adding more drugs, it's because he was doing so much cardio and he was eating like no shit probably, you know. Yeah. I would imagine. I I, I think he it was wasn't getting the more trend. trained. He was getting you know, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I've never seen a case where trend improved somebody's labs, you know. So there were other yeah. habits that he were he was doing, you know, because like I think I told you guys I always do my labs like you know 10 days or so before a contest just to see what it's like at its worst and I actually stopped doing it recently because it's not as bad as I would have thought it would have been because mm-hmm. that additive and health benefit of doing the cardio you know eating, very, very clean, and eating. I think also there's there's a lot to be said about eating in a deficit in terms of health. I mean, mm, if you look yes. at some of the research done on Asian populations in particular, um, and how th- uh, the longevity that they get from their lifetimes is because of uh, a lifetime of calorie restriction in some cases. Uh, so, I, I don't think you know. I think with the way he put it, it makes it sound like and my my health magically improved as I added more compounds in or as I stayed on my cycle longer, and that's just not going to be the case for for anybody you know yeah
1: i'll go I'll make a statement that I will probably be perceived as pretty bold, but I do believe this you're a bold man I think i I appreciate that. Thank you, I'll take that as a, a term of endearment. <laughs> compliment. Um, I think that more damage is done, and now there there are obviously exceptions, but more damage is done long-term when you combine gear with an off-season versus a gear with a prep. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because the off-season is so much longer, it, it over the course of let's just say 10 or 15 years, you're gonna spend so much more time in the off-season Pushing food to get big, your weight is up. Your blood pressure tends to be up higher. You're not as yeah. lean. Yeah, you're, and you're still taking your, you know, you're taking gear. You may be taking more when you're in prep, but I know is I, much like Andrew, and I don't know specifics with Andrew, but I think there have been many times where I have taken more gear than Andrew does for <laughs> prep, and I still will have really good blood work, relatively uh, good blood work in prep versus if i were to go into a bulk and i know because i Mm -hmm. when i stopped doing playing the size game that was part of the reason that i quit doing that That, and i couldn't stand to eat fart and shit 24 hours a day i was pretty much over it but nonetheless yeah you just eventually you're just like fuck it you just throw up your hands like that meme you know fuck the shit you're like oh i need these papers anyway i there i think that the that usually you probably are going to be a little healthier during your prep than you will for a long-term off-season where you're trying to add weight because adding weight you know going back to your point about the asian caloric restriction if you want to live longer restrict your calories because it Mm -hmm. is very clear with the studies that are done that you will live longer if you Mm -hmm. restrict your calories and you don't eat as much so even if you take the drug component out of what we do 'Cause you know everybody's dying. I read it um, I read it in WAPO today that all of us are dying. But anyway. Yeah. The food alone and the training that we do is not terribly healthy all on its own so even the natural guys who think and you know arguably natural guys are are healthier or can be healthier by and large than guys who are on a lot of gear too but there is a non-healthy component to being natural and pushing the envelope with weight and blood pressure and everything else too over the long let me period. catch you there
2: skip let me catch you there real quick because natural guys don't do labs the same way ah. assisted guys do so point. like it's it, you know, a lot of sometimes they'll check their testosterone just to see where it's at, you know, post show. But yeah. very rarely are they doing a full panel and doing some of the extra stuff we do like the CRPs and the homocysteine and mm-hmm. calcium scores and all that kind of stuff. So I, and I'm agreeing with you because like I think the I'm agreeing in the sense that yeah, drugs aren't great for us, but the food component, constantly pushing food and living in these perma bulk cycles, I think is probably equally as yeah. bad as As pushing gear, especially pushing gear versus like perma bulking with a moderate cycle versus a heavy gear cycle and dieting. I think they're about the same or the dieting cycle is probably a little bit healthier, honestly, just based off my yeah. blood work and people that I work with.
0: That's kind of the reason I wanted to start dieting now is because I wasn't bulking or anything. You know, it's like I yeah. wasn't really pushing, but I did have that mindset of like, well, I got to make sure I do get enough calories in. So I'll make sure I get yeah. other foods, you know, stuff like that and going mm-hmm. to just cleaner foods. Absolutely. I, I and, and I'm seeing it already like three weeks in. Not seeing it like oh, my labs are so ma-. my labs are actually they're not bad but um, you know but I am seeing it just like reflecting on choices I would have made previously to that I'm just not making now you know that mm-hmm. makes sense That's I will true. say this though I feel like a lot of natural guys don't try to push for as much weight in the offseason as a lot of the geared guys I know would you guys agree with that or you've seen guys that still push uh, it pretty heavy yeah I've seen plenty of guys that can yeah.
2: push it heavy it just okay. doesn't look Impressive. like they're they're probably <laughs> they've, they've made the pound for pound change that a lot of the assisted guys do yeah it's just the assisted guys the bodybuilders and and i'm not slamming people that are natural yeah i no, they just, just like still have all the veins and- exactly like there's not that the rounded shoulders and the traps it's it's just a bigger person you know i got gotcha. you <laughs> i got gotcha. you
0: all right cool well i'm glad we could get this one in uh anything else we should cover guys while we're here Anything else? Uh, Do you guys have
2: people at nationals?
0: I had one Andrea. It didn't go the way we wanted to. She had. Uh, yeah, it, it was unfortunate, man. She uh, she had like three different things happening in life, and we're like she mm-hmm. raced out the door to get there, and it just we had a hard time with water. So as awesome yeah. as every show was last year this one this one kind of hurt to be honest and I know that mm-hmm. they, you know when you don't and she's she's done really well after doing having an awesome year last year in every show that we did which was like all season long um, to not do good in this one and only doing one. That's that I, it brought me back to times I hadn't done as well as I wanted to. It's, it you. it's, it's definitely I, a hit. I had a you know similar situation
2: in that, in that class actually, because our girls were in the same call out for okay. that class. I, okay. She, she's an H, right? Is she an H? No, she was, I, I can't remember. Or she, now. she was further. Well, I had a similar situation. Yeah. A yeah. girl who had gotten fourth at junior USA's, third at North Americans and then this season ended up in the third call outs. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes that just happens with, you know, yeah. this one wasn't able to train as hard. She was living abroad and living over in France and had, you know, week, on, week long journeys out to Switzerland. And, you know, you, you, if you're over in France, you should really take in the culture. You should really, yeah. you know, so like sure. this was, this show was just kind of for fun to do a prep, to get back in shape and get your, her mind working for bodybuilding again. Yeah. But I, I did have two other girls that did well. I, I got a bikini that, pro man. card I yep. got a, a figure pro card. And I I'll be honest, I I rarely am like a, a huckster about things. I thought my figure girl should have won the overall. Like yeah. I thought it was yeah, and a lot she of She looked people, fantastic
0: people, you know, too. Legs people look
2: good. Yeah, legs look good. People, I heard people on the uh the live stream were like, Oh my god, no one's beaten this girl. Like, oh my like throughout the whole overall pose down and everything, but Damn. is what it is. Yeah. But we'll take the card.
0: Hell yeah. Show yeah. Ever. Congratulations on that, too, by the way. That's cool. Thanks. That's yeah. cool. So we got the Olympia coming up. I'm going to be heading out there pretty soon. By the time this comes out, I think the Olympia will have already happened. Holy shit, I can't believe Rami did it again, guys. <laughs> we'll see.
2: How <laughs> <laughs> like, like, right, about this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is your bold What's your bold prediction about the Olympia? Any? Do you have any? Uh,
0: I've got a question for you guys on that topic. And this is like this is for us because by the time this comes out, Olympia already happened yes. uh, on YouTube. Yeah. But uh, what do you think is going to happen with Nick Walker? Because I feel you're going to ask that. I feel like he yeah. could
2: really blaze upward. What do you think? I think the Olympia is about more than just size and muscularity. It's the size, muscularity, and the shape. I mean, I, I think you got to have all three. His waist and looks I don't so think small. He
0: has I, I, I know it's Instagram. It's, but his waist I, think I feel his, like he's working on it.
2: It's not, and and yeah, it was never bad. I mean, it was never bad, you know? It was bad at one point. Okay. like a year and a half ago it was bad. Okay. but um, man. It's just, well, here's a question. Does Hunter Labrata beat him this year? And Hunter Labrata is like 16 pounds heavier himself.
0: Yeah, Hunter's good. If Hunter looks better, like I, I I, wasn't really pleased with Hunter last year. I know a lot of people were, but it just wasn't. You had, had phys- to be there
2: in person. Yeah. You had to be like, in person was very impressive because he, he hung his own next to Rami, Hottie, yeah. um, the other guys. So it's because uh, I, I saw the video too, and I'm like, you oh, felt he that way looks in the video? like shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can see it on the on the video in the in arena, and then you look at the stage, and you're like, "Why is this not picking up his detail, but it's picking up Hottie, who was peeled out of his mind? Like they were very equal in condition and detail." Um, Yeah, I don't. I think Rami repeats. I mean, as long as he's not off, he's just, and I think he's like a good 15 pounds bigger himself. I I think which is insane. He'd have to be way. Think about that. Just,
1: Just think about that for a minute. Yeah, at that level. And he comes and he adds fifteen pounds, like I should have just taken up badminton or something. Yeah. You know? Fuck. I mean, can We're I nothing. just have a do over? Fuck. <laughs> I'm sure badminton Seriously. needs coaches, right? Yeah. Ping pong, maybe, <laughs> table tennis. There you go. Shit.
2: Maybe it'll yeah. come back. I don't
1: fifteen know. pounds at that level. God. It's gonna damn, be good though. Just, you
2: know, it's gonna be fun. It'll be it'll it's be crazy. fun. This will be one of the better ones, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's get out of here. Uh, everybody who's watching this now is like, "You guys, you know, this happened. This happened." They're they're watching the past. You guys are right. idiots. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Anyway, guys, let me throw a question at yeah. you before we go, real quick. Are we going to be at the Arnold with a live podcast?
0: I don't know yet. I uh, I <laughs> talked to um, some people about that, and I I don't think that it's going to be in the company's best interest uh, to have their people get pulled away from their booth and stuff so uh there i don't i am at this point i don't know if we did we could plan something that would be like off premises like that night you know or something like that what i really wanted to do if we could have done it over skip we recorded on saturday morning i believe um we had a room that was just off the expo i would and we had that room for the full day you know what would have been cool to get a bunch of pizzas and have everybody over after pre-judging and talk about prejudging, that would have been yeah. a cool podcast. So, but instead we yeah. had like literally all the cool people we could have had everybody from advices radio at the time. Plus uh, you know, a bunch more cool people. So uh, it, if we could, that'd be awesome. We could consider setting something up somewhere else outside of, you know, in, and just making it like a podcast party and invite people over to it very close proximity but you know we could figure that out that'd be cool cool all right awesome anyways guys we appreciate everybody tuning in if you want to reach out for coaching go to uh, teamskip.com for skip you can go to bodyberry.com or you can go to mcnally diets at gmail.com hit me up over there of course check out our sponsors which i mentioned at the beginning Uh, strong sports nutrition if you're in the uk Supplementsource.ca for our canadians and of course our title sponsor TrueNutrition.com for us in the US. Use code THINK for additional savings. Use Team Skip Protein. It will ensure that you gain 15 pounds, just like Rami did. For another episode of Blood, Sweat, and Gear, guys, we will see you soon. Thanks, everybody, on the live feed. You guys are awesome. Night. All right.